welcome, 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 welcome back. Um, for those who are new, I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling, where licensed mental health agency located in downtown Greensboro. Of course, I'm a licensed therapist. I'm a published author of 60 plus books. I'm an entrepreneur, and I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. Per usual, I'm going to bring you another banger, okay? This topic is very uh, passionate or very, uh, something that I, I um, am very passionate about, um, and that is um, how God develops. And so I want to bring your attention to a book that I wrote. It's called Hidden to Lead. I wrote this book back in 2015, and what I love to study is leadership, uh, faith-based leadership development, how God develops his people into greatness. And so I wrote this in 2015. I'm going to post a link of it below. Uh, you can purchase. <laughs> there is going to be another book. I'm also going to um, link below that's going to be my free ebook. This is not it. Um, but I want to talk to you about how passionate I am about this particular topic. Um, I've, like I said, this is in 2015. I love the topic so much that I actually did my first dissertation on it. I did more um, um, research on this topic and was able to do some good research and uh, come out with a completed dissertation on um, the development process from a biblical perspective. And so I say all that in context of this, I'm not gonna be able to give you everything uh, that there is related to this type of work, um, but I'm gonna give you some basic principles. And the only thing I wanna talk to you about is 10 reasons why uh, God hides us. Um, and the title is called Hidden in Plain Sight. Now I wanna give this caveat here because we are living in a world that says, if I just meet the right person, if I could just get the right meeting, uh, if I could sit down with someone and they give me an opportunity or they hear my vision or they hear, uh, then I will be successful. But there are a few of us um, and there are people that it just simply does not work that way. And so what I did is I studied uh, this phenomenon from a biblical perspective. And I found out that most people who are called to greatness were developed, trained, postured, and positioned in hidden places, hidden places. I want to be clear about this, that people can give you a position, they can give you a platform, they can even give you opportunity, they can't give you an anointing. And so God wants to anoint his people for positions, he wants to develop his people. And the caveat, the way in which he does that is through the process of being hidden. All right, so hopefully you are excited as I am. And let's get started here today. Uh, let's talk about examples before I really get into the nuts and bolts of why uh, we are hidden. I'm, I'm gonna drop a worksheet, that's okay. I'll just explain what I'm talking about here. Um, anytime God has his hand on, on someone's life, um, there are certain examples in the word that gives us clear indication that it's a biblical pattern of God. And so if you look at examples like Moses, who was hidden in the Pharaoh's house, if the Pharaoh had have known that he was hiding, that he was raising his own uh, um, a deliverer, he would not have put Moses uh, in his home because Moses was hidden in plain sight. Then we got Esther, right? Esther was hidden um, because she was appointed to save a nation, but she did not reveal her initial uh, nationality because she was hidden in plain sight. Then we got David who was outside tending sheep. And when the prophet came to anoint him, anoint the king, he was not invited in, he was rejected. Um, David was a king who was hidden in plain sight. We know that after he was anointed by the prophet, 
he goes and becomes a heart player for the man he is scheduled to replace. Guess what David was? He was hidden in plain sight. Uh, then there was Jesus who didn't start his public ministry until he was 30 years old. Jesus was hidden in plain sight. Then we got Joseph. Can we go on? We got Joseph who had a grace and anointing a power and a promise over his life. And he went to prison. You understand? So, so I understand this generation that wants to tell us that if I just get that meeting, like I said, if I just, I just get a hold of someone great, a great man of God, he's going to give me a, 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 a platform. He's going to give me an opportunity. He will never, he or she will never give you an anointing. And one thing I have learned, I have learned through the process of time is to sit down and submit to the process of being developed, which always happens in hidden places. Now, after God has finished his good work on you, then a man's gift makes room for him and presents him before great men. Okay, then a man, but your character, your, your gift, everything that God has called you to and graced you to has to be developed. And then, you understand? And then he will present you. He is able to present you faultless. You don't need a person. You need an anointing. And then when God is finished with you. So I just want to encourage someone today to understand that it is God's posture to hide you in plain sight. And what you produce when he is finished developing you will be hundreds times greater, more death, more powerful than anointing than someone else who is trying to create a spiritual Ishmael. What is that, Samaria? That is a counterfeit anointing based upon connections, based upon man's will, has nothing to do with God. Are y'all ready? I'm sure you are. Let's look at scripture definitions. I'm going to give you some scripture. I'm not going to uh, read them all. You can read them on your own time. As I per usual always say, I, I do love the word. And I think that when someone gives you scripture, uh, when someone gives you principles and they say that they're a Christian, they ought to give you some principles that are based upon the word of God. So that means they ought to teach from scripture, right? And so Mark 4, 22, this is the King James version. Again, Mark 4, 22 said, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, nor anything that has been kept in secret that, not, that will not be bought, uh, brought to light. I'm going to talk about that a little bit further in a minute. But I want you to make this very clear that there is nothing hidden that's not going to be revealed. Nothing hidden. And nothing done in secret. Now, when we read the context of this scripture, right, well, oftentimes what people do is they quantify that to me, what you do in the dark is going to come to light. And I, and I agree with that. The sin, the proclivities, the deception is what most people mean. Deception that you walk in is going to come to light. But what it also means, we have to, we have to broaden our view here and, and, and understand what that really means. Is It means that when God is hitting you, 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 you will be revealed when God is hitting you. All right? When God has kept you, He's going to reveal you in his time. All right, let's talk about why God hides you. I think I'm going to give you about 10 points of why uh, God hides you. You want to find yourself in James chapter one. Uh, one, God hides you to develop you and to train you into what he has called you to. We cannot be weak-minded Christians. We cannot be wounded Christians. We, got, we cannot be people 
who are postured in position and gift only. You have to have an anointing and he trains you for that. Now, when you are in school, right, and you go through your classes, the point of you going to classes is to train to do your field of practice. Well, God does the same thing. So he hides you, according to James chapter four, uh, chapter one, verse one through four, he hides you one to train you. Two, he wants to give you his wisdom. Now I did a live or teaching, excuse me, a while back on the difference between man's wisdom and God's wisdom. Man's wisdom is based upon man's mindset, his perception of things. God wants to release his supernatural wisdom to you and you can only do that through pain, through purpose, and through hide hidden places, okay? Uh, the other thing that God does, the reason why he hides you is to uh, produce patience in you because, because pain produces an anointing. I mean, excuse me, what did I say? <laughs> because a pain produces patience, but patience produces an anointing is what, I, is what I meant to say, okay? And so God has to give us patience. That is a biblical that's a biblical uh, um, attribute. It's, 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 a, it's a fruit of the spirit. It's patience. So God has to give us patience. We cannot uh, have a microwave anointing and a microwave success. He has to produce patience in you because everything is not going to come the way you want it to. And there has to be some patience down on the inside of you, which is, again, a fruit of the spirit. And that will be James 1, 12 through 13. That's James 1, 12 through 13. That's point number three. All right. We're going to keep it going. Won't be before you long. Okay. Then we got to go to first Peter. Why does God hide you? It's because you need faith. You will not fulfill your assignment without faith. Now faith without works is dead, but faith is not necessarily what you can see. If you can, if God gives you a grace and anointing, you know exactly the steps that you need to do to produce that thing. You probably don't have faith. What you just have is, uh, is works, but God, faith and works must work together. And so God has to increase our faith Okay, and he has to hide us because when you're hiding, you don't always see what uh, the next step is. You understand? Faith is produced when you don't see a way, but you just have faith that you know that God is going to make a way. And so God has to hide us because our faith has to be increased. It has to mature and our faith and our wisdom must work together. All right. So that is first Peter 1 six and seven and it says be truly glad there this is the new living translation if i didn't say that so be truly glad verse six there is a wonderful joy ahead of you even though you must endure trials for a little while oftentimes when you're in a hidden place a secret place you're experiencing trials that's meant to develop you but i digress uh verse number seven it says these trials show that your faith is genuine and is being tested your faith is genuine and it is being tested Okay, as and test as purified gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise, glory, and honor. When God finishes developing you in hidden places and you have endured the trials of life in the purifying uh, process as in gold, he is telling us that you will receive praise you will receive glory and you will receive honor, which then you give the, back to God. If, if The Bible says, if, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So people may be looking at you praising God. They may be looking at you giving you glory and they may be looking at you uh, seeing the honor, but you are giving that back to God. You are saying, this is what God has done. So you, he releases you to praise. He releases you to glory 
and he releases you to honor because Christ Jesus is revealed in the world and through you. Okay, point number five, because you, what you carry is not ordinary. That's why God has to hide you. You know, I was in prayer recently. I'm not going to tell you the conversation I have with God, but I just love God. And he speaks to me just as clear as y'all, I'm, I'm you hearing my voice. You know, that's not a flex. It's not a brag. It's based upon relationship. And God said, Samaria, I've chosen you for this position. Hmm? Okay. And so what happens is sometimes God hand selects certain people and he has to posture you because he's selected you. And being selected by God, it's almost like God has to put a shield around you and he has to hold you close and he has to hide you in plain sight because of the grace, the anointing, and because of the assignment that's on your life. But the reason why God has to hide you is because what you carry is not ordinary so if you look at the example abraham's wife sarah she birthed the promise called uh isaiah right and so what ended up happening was she had to wait a lot longer in hidden places meaning being barren because of what she was called to carry that'll preach right there sometimes you are in hidden places because of what god has called you to carry That'll preach. This is, that'll preach. Okay. Uh, another example would be, uh, so that was Sarah. That's Abraham's wife. Okay. The Abraham who, who, who's called the birth of nation. All right. Um, the other thing is that another example would be Hannah, right? So Hannah in the Bible is called to birth a prophet who would change the nation. So she was barren for a while. She was set aside. She was hidden because of what she was called to birth. Sometimes it's not that God has rejected you. Sometimes you're hidden because God has selected you and he has to kind of uh, put you to the side, not because you're rejected, but because you're chosen, what you carry what you carry is not ordinary okay let's see here what else have we got here i'm looking down at my notes here give me one minute um point number five come on y'all god hides you from the enemy god hides you from the enemy again say it again god hide you from the enemy because of the assignment remember i gave an example of moses moses was raised in pharaoh's house he was called to be the deliverer of the people of israel pharaoh had an issue with the people of israel and he knew the prophetic word here moses is hidden in plain sight as stated because he's called to deliver the people he would have never if, if the enemy have known that he was technically raising the person that would deliver the people of Israel out of their hands, out of, out of their captivity, you think he would allow Moses in his house? Moses would have got killed. Okay. So that's an example. Then that's Esther. I'm going to read the text found uh, in, in the book of Esther about the infamous words. But Esther, again, was a woman called to save and prosper a nation. And so she was hidden in plain sight because of the anointing and what she is called to carry, what she was called to do the assignment. So remember, even when you're hiding place or your secret place, God always has a plan that we cannot see. 
but he is not going to reveal his strategy to the enemy. I'm going to say that again because it makes sense. God always has a plan that we can't see, but he is going and he is not going to reveal the strategy to the enemy. See, we think the devil knows everything and he does not know everything. The devil does not know everything. And God has to hide you from the enemy who would try to stop or circumvent what God wants to do. Okay. Remember, there's always a ram in the bush. Just because you can't see the person, just because you don't know they're there, uh, just because you don't see a way does not mean there's not a way. And then because you don't see the hidden person does not mean they're not there. God is the one who hides. I think that's good. First point number seven. Because you are the gift. Holla by shot. Let me say. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> you are the gift. You are the gift. Uh, let me just say this. You are the gift and what you carry is a gift. Now, I want you to be clear about this. When someone hands you a gift, they say it's a gift. Nobody's going to just throw something. You, know, you can't see what I just do. No, you don't just throw a gift together. You at somebody's birthday party, you're not going to say, well, here you go. Just throw a bunch of socks across the room. You understand what I'm saying? A gift that is given to somebody is prepared appropriately. Can we talk? It couldn't be that you have been hidden in plain sight because you are the gift and what you carry, what you have been trained, developed, and postured for is a gift to somebody else. Hallelujah. All right. So your gift is not developed in front of people. That's why you're hidden. Your gift is not, I don't care what people say. Your gift is not developed. In, your gift is, is developed, your real gift. Now people give you position. You can be really terrible. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, and they can say, oh, you look at you, you little sweet baby. Look at you, little baby. Oh, look at you. And you just a mess. <laughs> but, but your gift and the, and, and, and the proclamation and the development of that to, to excellence is developed in secret. You'll never, you, it's just, it's just it. It's just it. So your gift is not developed in front of people. It's gift is developed behind the scenes in hidden places. So in your hiding time, you got to have a clear, uh, a clear uh, instructions from God, because oftentimes what people will tell you to do and what God will tell you to do will be different. And I have witnessed this. I have people say, well, you can go after this person. Go to no, 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 no. That's not what God told me to do in my prayer time. You, when God is finished developing you, you don't have to play the game that people play to get indoors. You just don't have to do that. You don't have to be calling everybody, hey, I'm, 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 I'm Jane Doe and I, I have an anointing. Let me go preach at your church. Let me go sing. You ain't got to do that. So you always got to watch people that are pursuing those type of doors. That's not God. When God has to finish developing you, the blessing of God and the opportunities will find you. Okay, you're gonna play the game, get you know playing the game that people play, asking people, calling people, help me, uh, uh, fix, give me an opportunity. You gotta play that game. Let me let me come in, and 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 you know what I'm saying. You ain't gotta play that game because God opens doors that no man can shut. Now He will favor you. He will He will He will cause people to to favor you. Okay, because the favor of God does go come through people. But you don't have to play the game and, and do that to get in goods with people. When God opens the door, no man can shut it. If man opens the door at any given moment, they can shut it when they get good and ready because they were your opportunity. But when God is your opportunity, he will send people to you. 
Let's keep going. God develops us in secret. Watch this. And when God is finished developing you in secret, because there is a big beginning, excuse me, there is a beginning, there is a middle, and there is an end to your secret life. And that means for good and bad. Okay. When God has finished developing you in secret in hidden places, then he opened you up or he displays you in the open. But people will be in awe of what you have produced in hidden places. The reason why you've been hidden by God in hidden places is because you are the chosen. You are the chosen. Remember, remember this prophet who went to Jesse's house? David didn't have to go say, hey, it's me. God said, I have selected for myself. That's what that's the word. That's what that's what that's what uh, uh God said. I have selected for myself a king. See, when God chooses you, you are selected. And he is selecting you for himself to, to so you can be a caveat for his glory to come through. All right, because you are the deliverer, Esther. You are the deliverer, uh, Prophet Deborah. You are the deliverer. You're called to change nations, Moses, Joshua's. You are the deliverer, right? This one is a tough one. I almost didn't even uh, put this here, but it has to, I cannot truly um, I, uh, talk about why you're hidden uh, if we not talk about this painful moment. For some it's painful, for others it's joy. Um, but I, I, we, don't nev- we don't ever really want to relish in the downfall of another. That is, that is the word. Um, however, one of the reasons why you may be hidden uh, and not selected because you are somebody's replacement. You are the replacement. Scripture text, Mary. Okay, I got you. Again, King Saul rebelled against God. God said, I have rejected you as king. Then he says, I've chosen for myself. See, David was Saul's replacement. King Saul's replacement. You understand? Um... Esther was not the initial chosen, right? Um, there was another person in the position called, and I, I always put your name, Vashti, Vashti, whatever her name was. I don't know where. Uh, Esther was Vashti's replacement. Um, and there are other scriptural texts uh, about that. Um, Moses, believe it or not, was originally scheduled to walk the people to the promised land. Joshua ended up becoming his replacement. You understand? So, so again, we don't relish in the demise of King Saul. We still honor, we still show respect, we still show dignity, we, we show kindness, we show honor because we have to honor the position even when the person is dishonorable. Okay, I'm gonna say that again, just so we can clear, be clear. We honor the person and we honor their position, even when they're dishonorable. 
And I love studying the life of David. He's one of I just do all every year. I do just I just do an intense study because I, I just I just I just love his heart. Um, but if you look at how he responded to a man that he was scheduled to replace, uh, and how he responded uh, with integrity and godly character, right? It, it's absolutely amazing that someone is trying to assassinate you and you had that level of honor. So when I give you this caveat and this warning, I am not suggesting if, now that's a strong if, because some of y'all are not, nobody's replacement. You think you are, but you, you know, you're not, okay? <laughs> you are not. If, if that is the case, which there are times when that is the case, the scriptures help God will bring people down and we put people up. That's just, that's the word. It is important to you to not operate in pride dishonor or disrespect because the reason you have been chosen and, and, and is because of your heart for God and God knows that you will obey him and you have his heart. That's why I have chosen for myself, God said, a man after my own heart. Okay. All right. So be honorable. And, um, and again, David had to be hidden because it, uh, for a season because if it was known who he was that would have been uh it would it, it, have been worse you understand what i'm saying so he had to be hidden in plain sight because he was replacing someone else whose heart was not really for god and so it is in scripture so it is now you can be someone's replacement all right and finally i'm going to give you last final instructions here but I want to read uh, what, um, what Mordecai said to Queen Esther, who had was, again, hidden in plain sight. There was a proclamation that the people of Israel were to be murdered, assassinated, and killed. Uh, I may have to block that out, because sometimes YouTube, you see these, they, you, uh, you uh, say these words, they start blocking your stuff. But if it, you know, if it gets blocked, y'all, y'all let me know. <laughs> um, but Esther had hidden her nationality. She had been a chosen king, right? King, excuse me, she had been chosen for the position. She was someone's replacement, but she had not revealed her nationality. If you ever want to read a true story that is amazing, read the book of Esther. I love the Bible anyway, but you know, just read the book of Esther. It just, it'll bless your life. And so um, Mordecai, who was her uncle who had adopted her, um, says, you got to help us out now that you're the queen. She was like, I don't know. I can't do it. You know, I'm paraphrasing. Now I'm going to go to Esther 4. Uh, 13 and 14 and it reads and mordecai again that's esther's uncle uh, who had adopted her mordecai told them to answer esther because remember she's a little apprehensive she's like i can't go talk to the king i don't have permission he was like well esther <laughs> this is his response this is the esther 4 and this is the new king james um, version around about the 13th verse 4 13 and mordecai told them to answer esther do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain, watch this, if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for touch such a time as this. For who knows whether or not you have come to the kingdom 
for such a time as this. Sometimes your appointed time and your anointed time does not happen at the same time. God has to hide you and he has already appointed you for the position. You're going to save a nation. You are going to help deliver it. But, and that's a strong, but you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Your time of unveiling has come. I'm going to keep going because um, I love her tenacity. She was sweet. She was kind. She was amazing. She was strong. She had quiet confidence, but she was ready. Okay. And, and Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather the Jews, verse 16, all who are present in uh, Shushan and fast for me, neither eat nor drink uh, three days, nights, three days uh, or nights for my maids and I will fast. And she says, so I will go to the king. I love this line. I love this line. So I will go to the king, even though if it is against the law. And she says, if I perish, I perish. She was saying, listen, if I got to die, it's willing to work the, work the sacrifice. If I die, I die. If I perish, I perish. And I love it. And, and even knows the scripture that Esther uh, was a strategic in, in, in helping to save a nation. But she was hidden. And so if you knew the other side of your hiding place, don't seek a person, don't seek a man, don't seek anybody. See God for what your next assignment is. While you're in hiding, you should be accomplishing some things. But I love what Esther said. If I perish, I perish. Uh, but she was appointed and she was called for such a time as this. And so there's some of you who are hidden in plain sight for that same exact reason. Last um, uh, word of, of just wisdom uh, to each and every person. You've got what I said about being with someone with a place. But number one, you want to just stay humble. When God unveils you stay humble. You want to read Deuteronomy chapter eight. I'm not going to read that here because I've pulled it so many times, probably in the last few weeks. Um, but uh, uh, God is basically telling people of Israel, listen, you get ready to cross over to the promised land. He says, don't think it's because of your own ingenuity, your own strength. You were the weakest clan. And he was telling, he was giving them instructions that I sent you this way to humble you. So I would encourage you to, when God finally unveils you, he unveils what, what he is prospering. Uh, posture that positions you to do one stay humble don't get arrogant don't get prideful and don't get in your feelings all right two remain in integrity because it is your it is how you respond in hidden places that will dictate whether or not you are chosen for uh for open places and so if it took integrity and godly character and persistence and consistency in your in your hidden place in your secret place it's going to take that in your open place so remain in integrity, remain in your in your uh, posture towards God. Again, going back to Deuteronomy chapter eight, uh, he says, uh, uh, "Don't think it is you who have uh, who have who is." He said, "Don't think it's because of your own strength. I have the one, I'm the one who's given you the power to get wealth." And there's some of you who can walk in great wealth, but it's really important to you that you stay humble and don't think it's because of your own strength, your own uh, intellect, your own something that got you there, right? And so the last thing is, um, now I'm just going to give this caveat. Maybe I'll do another teaching on this, but I'm looking in uh, the news and just some of the things are going on. I'm not going to talk about it in my life. Things are going viral. And I have been contemplating because sometimes I hear and I just get lessons from what I see. And I'm reminded of um, the wisdom when using transparency, the wisdom when using transparency. Um, we are living in a generation where everything is open to everybody. People think they need to know the every details of your life. And we have people that are seeking healing through transparency. And I think there's a time and a place for that. However, 
we uh we don't we don't <laughs> how can i say this without throwing one under the bus your healing has to happen uh, and then your transparency what does that mean that means is that the people when you become successful that are jealous that are envious and they are not rooting for your success they don't want to see you successful and they don't want to see you shine so when we are transparent and we share our testimony because the, the the bible does says that we are overcome by um, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony so our testimony can heal others you want to make sure that your testimony is coming from a place of past tense Again, going to therapy, processing things, making sure that you have overcome certain things before you start sharing certain aspects of your life, okay? And so you, I think it's important to be transparent, but there are certain things that you just do not want to be all transparent in all things, okay? You have to use wisdom about when, how, and where to be uh, transparent. And remember, there's a difference between being secretive and being private. I think being private is perfectly fine. There are some issues with being secretive. When God has revealed you from your secret place, there's nothing wrong with that. Remember, he will reveal you Okay, uh, you were in a secret place, but you do not want to put all of your business on social media, on front street. You have to use wisdom as far as what you're going to gain or what you're going to lose from um, being that level of transparent. You have to use wisdom okay remember secret and transparent secrecy transparency and privacy are not all the same words and we use them interchangeably some people do anyway because i i be looking up words honey i don't be using all these things i'd be like wait a minute what that mean but google it up and look up the difference and then you have to gain wisdom from that so what's the difference between being secretive What's the difference between being transparent and what's the difference between being private? Okay. There are, there, either way, it can go real, real left. Okay. Uh, it can go real, real left. And in your successes, everyone does not want to see you successful. You can be private in certain areas. In some areas you do want to be secretive. In certain areas, it's not appropriate to be secretive in and transparency to the time and the place for that. All right. And so remember, what you put out there is hard to get back. Okay, so I am Dr. Samaria M. Cobra. It's been a wonderful time um, speaking with you guys today. <laughs> Even though I'm just talking to a camera, it's still uh, always my pleasure. Um, again, my book is called Hidden To You. I'm going to post a link below. I wrote this in 2015. Uh, it's a really good book. I think I may have changed the cover by, uh, uh, by then, but it's still, I was looking through the information. I was like, this is bomb. I see why. I actually put out my old dissertation when I, uh, when I wrote that. And I was like, man, that's good. That's real good. But remember, if you're called, um, remember, you're hidden to lead. And the, the subtitle, if you can't read that for those who watch this via my podcast, it, it says hidden to lead, a remnant unknown to man, chosen by God, developing secret. Ain't that good? All right. You can also check out my uh, free ebook. I'm going to post a link for that as well. You just go to that link. You just type in your information. You'll be downloaded a free copy of my ebook called The Accuser. If you want to know a little bit more about me, go check out my website, www.drsamariacobra.com. If you want to know a little bit more about my um, my counseling practice, I am a licensed mental health therapist, a for real licensed therapist, not a, not a certificate person, a licensed therapist. And I do give that caveat because I didn't realize that people call them, I, you know, I'll talk about that later. Uh, but counseling.com. Okay, thank you so much. We'll be back another day, another time, another banger. Bye, guys.